Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix.
Pass Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latrell. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Welcome to the program, brought to you in part by our good friends, our hosts, if you will, the owners of this very program, evergreenpodcast.com. Look to them for a diverse and uh, dynamically curated blend of creative programming featuring a wide range of lifestyle and niche programming opportunities for each and every one of you. The network features a myriad of entertaining shows, including ours. And it's all rooted in, of course, high creative values and production quality. Our friends at evergreenpodcast.com. Scott Casper with you. Tony Wink with the week off sitting to my left, which is completely different. Everything's upside down in the in the studio. And that is uh, to my left, PJ Duran. PJ, how are you? Doing well, and uh, yes, I am sitting in a new location. It's thanks weird. to some technical difficulties, we've got them solved, though. Are you okay? I mean, I'm doing just fine. Oh, thank gosh! Uh, you know, and I, and I know it's a big weekend, but not a lot of news uh, in AMA or Superbike. Is, is there anything at all, any deals? cooking out there any riders uh yeah there's a there are a few things going on uh, moto gp testing will begin tomorrow in sepang so unfortunately i can't report on it right, right. but i can tell you it's about to be happening uh there was some news in the uh road racing world one jake gagne one of our favorites sure. who previously wrote, ridden world superbike will be riding uh in our moto america series on the bmw uh, the the ride previously held by Danny Eslick in season past. Speaking of Danny Eslick, he will be riding racing at the Daytona 200. Uh, love to talk to him sometime soon about that, as he will be going for number five, which is a big deal. Time well, time with Miguel Duhamel and uh, Scott Russell for most all time. I was going to say Scotty Russell in there too. You bet. Now um, that is one of those races that a lot of people set their eyes on, and that may be the only race of its kind that they race all year. Uh, and it's become a bit of a tradition with so many racers and, and fans out there as well. Do you like Bike Week down there? Couldn't be a bigger fan of it. Uh, I wish I got to go more often. At, well, now that you're married, surely that'll change. Oh, oh yeah, I'm sure it will. Uh, and gainfully employed <laughs> in the motorcycle industry, it's very difficult to get a week off to go uh, do what you really want to do at Daytona. Well, you brought it up. This program brought to you in part by our friends at Hicklin Power Sports. Look for the new and used product online at hicklinpowersports.com. Or better yet, check out their schedule and hit them up in the uh, in the shop, in the floor, and uh, the sh- showroom floor. I guarantee you're going to like what you see. Individual kiosks to take care of. So you're not seeming like a, a big herd of cattle. They can separate you out. And, uh, and by golly, they'll listen to what your needs are. They can even finance you in-house for that new bike, jet ski, or, uh, or quad. I tell you what, they've got it going on at our good friends at Hicklin Power Sports. Thanks to our friend uh, Bart Hicklin and company. You are part of the company. Absolutely, I am, and uh, coming up on, uh, well, it's been seven years that I've been there. Uh, wow. Time flies when you're having a good time. Well, congratulations, buddy. Nobody deserves it more. Customers love to come in and talk to you, and you're always so professional, but at the same time, there's an element of warmth that creeps through. All right, let's take a look at the weekend that was San Diego, to be exact. Supercross was there, 
And how did it all work? Well, Nichols in third. We had Fernandes in second. And then uh, Cianciarello, this, of course, being the uh, West results. Uh, 450 Supercross results in San Diego. On the other hand, Kenny Roxon, uh, Marvin Muskin. And uh, you know what? I'm going to back up the truck here. Marvin Muskin in second. Eli Tomac in first. Those are the 450 Supercross results for San Diego. Somehow my script got double printed there. And then we go to the 250 Supercross West results. And Jimmy Dakotas, uh, Garrett uh, Marchbanks, and then Adam Cianciarello in first. So one, two, and three. Um, you know, it's, it's amazing to see the consistency coming about at this point in the season. Uh, but maybe that's how the season is supposed to shake out. Yeah, in the 250 class, Cianciarulo has now put kind of his stamp on it. Uh, this was his third win of the West Series. They now go on a little bit of a break. The West does as the East picks up. Um, Cianciarulo is the, Cianciarulo, excuse me, is yeah. the, only, the, the only three-time winner. These, and he's now the points leader. So he's really putting his stamp on it. Um, he wants to call it his own, baby. These, yep. these are the seasons of the year. You know what I'm saying? These are the ones you remember the most. And he is definitely coming into it uh, looking strong. Uh, and He was an early season favorite, and he's shown no signs that he's going to back off the gas. Well, the program brought to you in part by our good friends at Hicklin Power Sports, but we do want to recognize those that contribute. Our sponsors include Jack and, uh, excuse me, our producers include Jack and Leanne DeLeon, Chris Bishop and Tommy Boy Halverson. Before we get to the rest, I will wish a very special happy birthday to our brother, uh, our, our buddy and brother down in uh, New Orleans, Louisiana, Christopher Bishop, celebrating his birthday today. We appreciate all he does for us. Thank you, bud. Uh, P.J. Duran, Scott Casper in studio. The script prepared by our good buddy Eddie Camp, Tony Wink on vacation one more week. He'll be back next. Do up on the program. Hour number two, Justin Bogle, uh, Russell Bobbitt. So Russ Bob will be joining us, a great guest for us. Garrett Marchbanks in uh, the latter part of this first hour. Jace Owen uh, will be our first guest. Hopefully Jacob Hayes will be our second guest. We'll see, but we will start this program with our buddy Jace Owen. Jace, how are you? Jace, are you there? Yeah, there you are. How are you, man? Hey, I'm doing good. Doing good. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. Let's talk a bit about, uh, and you're welcome, um, 2017. Obviously, you had a tremendous season finishing second in the Amsoil Arena Cross Championship. Um, but you missed out most of the 2018 season due to a knee injury. Where are we at on the knee injury? Yeah, so everything has been going well. Uh, you know, like you said, 2017 was uh, was a really good year for me. Um I kind of, you know, did come up sort of the championship. Just, uh, you know, I won all those races, but the way the arena cross worked, they had that point three set and right. kind of had a bike malfunction uh, once the point three set. And, you know, I still ended up second, but, you know, I felt like it was a, a good building year. And, um, you know, I, I didn't want to end up going to Supercross, but 2018, I felt like definitely wanted to, to get that championship. And, um, you know, I just wasn't really dealt those cards with, uh, you know, I, I came in pretty well prepared, I felt like, but at the first, uh, first race in practice, actually just kind of in the time qualifying, I just, uh, had a little crash and, um, you know, I tore my ACL and it, uh, it definitely, um, you know, 2018 was, was a rough year to say the least, um, sitting out all year long. Um, you know, and watching those guys race definitely wasn't easy for me. Uh, when kind of, like I said, I had a chip on my shoulder that I wanted, wanted to win that championship and it was cut short definitely, uh, right away. 
But uh, now, I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm pretty much back up to 100%. Nice. Uh, it was a long recovery. It was, it was about really, uh, I got back on the bike at uh, about seven months. Um, cause I had a, I had a couple of, um, kind of problems along the way, but, um, we, we, we got it going and, and, uh, you know, I got healthy and then kind of went over to Australia and, uh, and that was my first race, first races back. Hmm. What do you think, Jace, as far as, uh, transitioning as we all are well aware, the, uh, Amsoil Arena Cross series went away, um, Feld put that one to bed and thankfully for guys, racers, like you, there's a place to call home in the Kicker Arena Cross Series. I mean, how do the series compare? Does it feel like uh, the same group, same competition level? Uh, is it similarly run? What do you know? Um, it, it is. Uh, it, it definitely is good that you know the the Kicker Arena Cross um, came came up, and um, I, I would say that competition. I um, you know I would say before it was just. Uh, it in the the Amsoil one was was definitely deeper just because there was a couple more teams where you know the team I'm running for the Phoenix Honda team is um it's you know we're there racing but kind of like a couple of the other teams there was the the Babbage Kawasaki team that isn't uh you know isn't there and there was like a, a Yamaha team a couple years ago and stuff so I mean you know there's my teammates there's still some some competition there um but but overall, like it, it definitely is a good series, and, and uh, you know I'm glad that that I've been doing it. Kicker Arena Cross, we had the promoter on last week, and uh, it seems he is closer um, in opinion and desire to help the racers have a positive experience. Is that you, you think that's fair, PJ? If if I say a positive experience for the racers, I think so, don't you? Absolutely, from our end of the spectrum, it seems that way. But I think a guy like Jay Sowen might better be able to answer that as he participated in the paddock of both of those uh, championship series. Uh, is it is it have a, a a feeling like it's home for you, Jace? Yeah, I feel like you know I've kind of had kind of a a, a home in uh, arena cross for you know quite a few years now, um, and, and originally the plan with for me was actually to race uh, the 250 East Coast, and that's what the the team, Phoenix Racing Honda, was going to have me do. And a couple of the guys, my teammate Freddie Norn and Isaac Teasdale, they were going to do the arena cross. And, uh, you know, the team owner, David, asked me if, if I, you know, wanted to, and I said definitely. And uh, I was going to race it just until East Coast started, which is, you know, Minneapolis is this weekend. Um, and, and now actually, you know, it, it has been so good for me. Um, you know, I've been able to, to win all the races and, um, you know, hopefully I can keep that streak going, but I'm actually going to finish the weekends out. Uh, you know, there's three rounds left. So, um, now I'm going to race, uh, Greensboro this weekend, Chicago, the next Salt Lake the following, and then I will head into, uh, the, the 250 East coast supercross after that. We're talking with Jay Sohn, currently sitting in the number one spot on that Honda. Uh, and uh, we take a look at the balance. Isaac uh, Teasdale uh, in second place, also racing a Honda. Then in third is Vance Wolford on, it looks like a KTM. And uh, let's see, top four. Preston Taylor in fourth on a Kawasaki. And then uh, Mitchell Gifford in fifth 
overall. But to, so far, this is what we call a statement uh, beginning, if you will, 2018-2019 season. But uh, Denver seems to be a place you like to race, man, because you can air it out. <laughs> yeah, Denver. Denver's good. Um, the, the first round we had, uh, yeah, I was in Colorado as well, in Loveland. And, uh, you know, it, it went well. And, and before that, I actually hadn't been on a bike in uh, – Paris um when I went over there and did that super cross so it was about seven seven weeks that that I was off the bike because I caught a little bit of an illness and uh you know I just had to take some time off and uh I, I actually hadn't rode at all until I until I went there um to Loveland for the arena cross so I'm, I'm back you know pretty much 100 percent back on back on board and get some good riding riding and training in and during the week now as well we're talking with Jason. Let's uh, let's throw it in up for conversation here in studio. Uh, right now, we're seeing Honda with the number one and number two spot here, uh, but all of a sudden, you're starting to see KTM in the top six. Uh, Kawasaki with only one bike in the top six. Matter of fact, you have to go to eighth spot to see another uh, uh, Kawasaki, and that's Justin Hernandez there. Um, are you noticing as far as lap times and uh, you know performance? It, Maybe maybe it's just me, but it seems like Honda's finding their way. Yeah, the the Honda is uh, really good. Um, you know the the Sierra for 2018, uh, they came out with a, a new bike and chassis and everything, and it was good because you know 18, um, you know got a lot of the bugs and stuff worked out. Which I I mean I wasn't really um, I, I was hurt during that time, so so I didn't really have to, to deal with kind of the, the new bike and figuring it all out where I came in and there was a lot of things kind of set in stone. And we've actually, we, the team and myself have been working really hard to, uh, to keep improving the bike. And, and that's what we've been doing. And, and it's been going well. Um, uh, and this week we're actually going to, we're doing some, some engine testing and stuff and, uh, we're, we're just keep building. So it, it is, it is a good bike and, and it, we're actually getting it better and better all the time. Yeah, I'm sure you're pretty excited about uh, getting to the Supercross series. Uh, so you're not going to miss, uh, you previously touched on it, but you're not going to miss any of the East Coast rounds? No, I actually will miss, I will miss three of the East Coast rounds. Oh, wow. This week, this weekend is uh, Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, and then after that, I think it goes Dallas and Detroit where I'll be racing the, the last three of these, uh, the kicker arena cross series. Um, and, and the team left it up to me completely kind of what I, what I wanted to do. And I feel like, um, you know, the, the arena cross has been going so well for me this year that it, it was, would be pretty hard for me to just kind of step away and, and go do the super cross. But I definitely am excited. And, and that's kind of the big picture and the goal, um, you know, something I've worked for, worked hard at for a long time now. Uh, but yeah, we'll be missing the, the first three East Coast rounds. And once I start at Atlanta, uh, you know, if all things go planned accordingly, then, then I'll finish the, the whole series out. And that is great news. Clearly, uh, your your team, as much as yourself, I'm sure, would like to see a title come home with you. And yeah, clearly, you've got one uh, on the table waiting for you. And that's uh, bodes well. Are, are you signed with this very team for perhaps next year? I mean, uh, letting the first few rounds go of, uh, of the East Championship isn't the end of the world if you know you're coming back and you're going to use them as development for next year. Is that kind of the plan? 
Yeah, that's kind of the plan right now. I have a you know the one year contract right now with uh, Phoenix Racing, Honda, and it, it's good. There, there's a lot of great uh, sponsors and company companies that have, have backed up uh, backed up the team because it it is a, a new team and kind of kind of in the works and uh, it's been all coming together really well. Uh, you know, with a new team, everything takes time and uh, there's there's some bumps in the roads, but. We've all, like I said, we've all been working together and, cool. uh, you know, been been going through the, the bumps and stuff together. But, um, you know, I'm really happy where I am. There's a great group of people and guys, um, you know, team manager, team owner, like everyone has made me feel at home. And I'm really glad to, to be riding for him this year. We're talking with Jace Owen. Uh, he was originally, by the way, Jace, thanks for being available to bump up in the uh, in the hour. We surely appreciate your flexibility. Uh, Scott Casper with you, along with PJ Duran. Um, we're talking a little bit about the uh, kicker. Well, not a, li- a little bit, but quite a bit actually about the kicker Arena Cross Series and the one uh, that was was of course Denver. And our uh, Jace Owen has uh, taken the number one spot over. Um, I've got to ask you though, is I'm going to look at the injury, and I know it's difficult for, for some maybe to think about this, but the injury may have been a positive. Uh, and from where I sit, if I'd been a, a manager of a team or a racer in top condition but have, you know, have an injury of the type that you suffered, it may be best for the overall. It's like a week or, excuse me, a week, a year off. And then, of course, uh, that desire continues to build. You're hungry for the opportunity to get back out there. Am I, am I overselling that, or is, it, is there some truth to that? No, I think, uh, you know, there definitely is some truth. Like, you never want to get hurt or be injured and have to sit out. Uh, but, but sometimes it's almost like you're just going through the motions almost and day in and day out. And I definitely love riding dirt bikes. But I think, uh, you know, in a way it was kind of good because, it gave me uh, definitely a lot of time to like sit back and there was times that, you know, across my mind, I was like, well, I mean, I don't ever want to go through this again. And this is such a long process and, and the therapy every single day and this and that, but it's definitely, it's part of the sport and, and everyone's dealt, you know, with injuries along the way. Uh, but, but definitely there kind of came that time that I was like, you know, I'm tired of sitting on the couch and, I, I definitely was super, uh, super motivated to get back out there and, and try to be more successful than I had been in the past. Jace on our guest. Jace, uh, obviously you've been on the program before and understand how it all works, but we want to give you time to recognize sponsors and friends, uh, team, et cetera, that uh, help you go racing on a weekly basis. Yeah, there's like I said, there's a, a whole group of uh, – people that do and uh you know the phoenix racing honda team it's uh it's a honda supported team so the honda stepped up big and, and done a lot for us um cherokee casino parts unlimited thor tcx boots pirelli uh fmf 100 percent goggles um Columbia Met. um yeah i mean there's definitely the, the list goes on and on um but you know that's few of them off the top of my head that, that I can think and, um, you know, get me out there doing what I love and racing dirt bikes. 
Good job out of you, buddy boy. Appreciate the time. Congratulations on an outstanding first part of the season. I'm sure we'll have you back on sooner than later and uh, be able to give a little more love to the sponsors that uh, are so very valuable in this day and age. Maybe more so today than ever before. Because uh, these folks are putting you know hard-earned money toward helping you go racing. I understand that whole theory and practice of what wins on Saturday and Sunday sells on Monday and Tuesday. I get that. Uh, but I think it's even more important that, uh, you know, they are supporting individual racers for a lot of reasons. And Jason, it would be easy if I was a sponsor or a potential sponsor, I find it very easy to get behind you and your efforts. So good job, bud. Appreciate it. We'll send you off to the pits. Okay. I appreciate it. Thank you guys again for having me on the show and take care. Good luck wrapping up that title. All right, thank you. Jason Owen, back to the pits, or off to the pits, I should say. Uh, coming up, we've got our next guest, and up to this point, it's a mystery guest, so you'll have to stay tuned. It'll be right after this short timeout. You're listening to America's Motor Racing Talk Show as we continue. It's Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Matt Bonnick, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions and it's now available in a new force model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the tacky tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. Hey, Moto fans, we do our best to keep you in touch with what we're doing through our website, iHeartRadio, Facebook, Twitter, and more. Well, now you can listen to Pit Pass Radio on your handheld device anytime with the all-new Pit Pass app for Android or iPhones. Go to your app store now and download the new app, Pit Pass, at no charge. Yes, we have an app for that. It's the all-new Pit Pass app. Get it today. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. 1460 KXNO. Passionate about riding motorcycles off-road and on? Well, visit Hickam Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa, and see the full line of 2017 Yamaha Dual Sports. From the simple-to-ride electric start TW200 to the nimble, lightweight XT250 to the racing-derived performance of the WR250R, Yamaha has your ride. Visit Hickland Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa today. Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Hickland Power Sports in Grimes. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Don't drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. 
For 66 years, the De Leon family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The De Leons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans and make your dreams a reality. Call the De Leons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack De Leon Construction, serving Iowa since 1946. I'm Jessica Patterson, women's motocross champ, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. All right, welcome back to the program. Coming up, of course, February 9th, uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Super Supercross Round. And i, I got to tell you, if you're in the Midwest, uh, there's nothing like you know running up to the Twins. They know how to treat snow up there, nothing to looks be fearful like it of. It looks like it's going to work out this year. Last year, we had a freak storm, and a lot of, we did, a lot of us here in Des Moines who were going to go didn't get to go. I'm sorry. So, do you still have your tickets from last year? I do not. You know, that's a good question. Rocky, my coworker, <laughs> he headed out and uh, had to turn around. This it was a freak was storm this weekend last year. What did he make it up to Boondocks or what? I don't even think he made it that far. Wow. I think he made it just north of Ames and called her quits. Mm, probably safe. Probably safe if he did it that way. We, of course, are celebrating a little more weather here, central part of the country. Uh, temperatures continuing to decline, and we're looking forward to wind and blowing snow uh, in the offing. So for about a 12-hour time period tomorrow, uh, we will be back in the midst of things. Good news, though, the the groundhog did what was he? Did not see a shadow. So what does that mean? I can never remember which way it goes. Either way, they're not expecting, you know, super long winter. They're That'd expecting be good. A regular spring. So that's good news for everybody, including those of you who ride your motorcycles on the street. Okay. Uh, let's. What do we got, Jack? You've got uh, some input. Okay. Here, <clears throat> yeah. The groundhog did not see a shadow. Right. Which means we don't get six more weeks of winter. If he sees his shadow, we get six more weeks of winter. Does that just mean he's tired and it's time to you know, take I another extended I don't down? know. We don't get six. Do we get eight? Or we don't get six. We only get four is the, is the real question. And uh, I'd be happy with four. I've got to tell you. Yeah, I'd be oh, real, so would I. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. But uh, not getting exactly six. <laughs> I think it's inconclusive, that whole uh, by design. I'd be happy if the farmers already had the crops in the ground. How about that? Well, that's another eight to nine weeks away. Exactly. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, part of the uh, evergreenpodcast.com family. Check them out online. I think you'll find a little bit more to check out. Of course, on our iHeartMedia app, uh, coming up here in two short days. Yeah, how about this? Who plays the role of Anchorman on the uh, the two hit movies? Any idea? Any idea, Jack? Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Uh, he has... Uh, that character will now have its own uh, podcast, and it starts here in just two days. So check it out. If you're looking for a fun podcast, check it out. But my question is, who is playing Ron Burgundy? That's uh, that's what I'm talking about. It's Ron Burgundy is Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell has done all the promos for it, so I'm going to believe okay. it's him. Um, we go to our next guest, Garrett Marchbanks. Garrett, do you like the uh, you like the Ron Burgundy? you like the, the Anchorman? Uh, me? Yeah. I don't know. It's not a bad movie. <laughs> There's some parts of it I think are just funny, funny. But can he hold it on through 52 weeks of podcasts? I don't know. I don't know. Well, good uh, good out of you, Garrett, to bump up a little bit in the absence of one Jacob Hayes. Uh, so appreciate you joining the show. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. When do you head, uh, when do you head to Minneapolis? 
Um, I don't do Minneapolis. That's all East Coast. So. Okay. It okay. has just begun, and way to go into well, – first of all, congratulations, Garrett, on a tremendous finish this past weekend in San Diego. Amen. And oh, for you, you've really set uh, – Set the break off uh, in good style, um, both you and Cianciarulo, two guys who uh, really wanted to go finish strong, at least for this first part of the West Series. Uh, what's that change for you? Does it change anything? Um, at the moment, uh, um, basically just put my head down, getting some good training in with Ivan Tedesco. But uh, racing – part it was a really good uh confidence booster for me to run with those dudes and uh even come from the pack that moto in the mud and take a second so yeah right now it, it's been really good and uh just moving on with that to the season so the conditions were atrocious looking uh, i watched the race there from san diego uh, it's been it's already been a weird year for uh, <laughs> for racing in the uh, Supercross series places that you just don't expect rain get completely drowned out. Uh, I mean, how how difficult were the conditions there? They looked pretty terrible um, and and getting worse as the night went on. Oh, for sure, yeah. Like I even had to go to the LCC that night, so that even tells you how hard it was. I, I, I've always been a fan of the mud, so it didn't bother me too bad. So, But, yeah, the, the night, or even from practice, I could just notice the, the track was getting worse and the, like, the ruts were getting so deep by the 250 main event, so I couldn't even imagine what it was like for the 450s. But, yeah, it was, I don't know, it was, uh, it, it was pretty rough. But for me, uh, for being tall and stuff, it, I handled it pretty well. So. Boy, there's like he read my script. How tall are you? Um, I want to say six one or six two now. Six two. Yeah, that's that's tall for a motocross. That's tall for anybody <laughs> in the two wheeled sport. Quite literally, yeah, I mean, uh, as we all know, predominantly motorcycle racers, traditionally a little uh, shorter than your average human being. You're you're the other way. Yep. So, uh, yep. I saw a video of a gal. If she was five foot tall, I would be shocked. But she picked her bike up. She hipped it up off the stand. She was able to lean the bike into her. She was able to make sure it got started. And as it rolled forward, she climbed aboard her trusty steed, and off she went. But and she was very technical in her riding skills. But man, I got to tell you, that stopping is what would you know be fearful for me, right? Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> a short, uh, shorter people, not uh, not a problem for Garrett. So Garrett, you get uh, a few weeks off. Uh, are you do you when you've got this time off? Do you attend any of the uh, E series or not? No, do do riders ever do that? I guess I've never asked a rider. You know, when your series is taking a breather, do you go check out the uh, competition? Um, some riders do. Uh, for me, I don't know what the team wants me to do yet. Sometimes they will, sometimes they won't. But uh, I think the only round I'll basically be doing or going to is. Uh, Atlanta, of course, because that's the East West shootout. But at the moment, no, I think I think I'm just going to stay out west and just train the whole time. So it's neat that you have that uh, the kind of you know ability to make those decisions. What will best help you, not only in your hunt but in the future transition as well? When do you guys when when it, and I'm not even sure who's involved in that conversation, but as far as making the transition from 250 to 450, where are you in that? 
uh, from the transition to 250. Right. Um, I guess like when I when I would move up. Yeah. Um, I have no idea. They they usually don't talk about that until probably year three or four years into your community career. So okay. until you're holding a bunch of titles and you're throwing them against the wall, saying I want to ride a bigger bike. <laughs> That's the other way to do it, right, Garrett? Yeah, basically. So. Garrett Marchbanks, our guest. Uh, you're listening to uh, two guys in the studio. And then, of course, PJ Duran, yours truly, Scott Casper. This is Pit Pass Radio. We go back to uh, PJ. So what's been your favorite uh, race tr- of the season so far? I mean, clearly your results might suggest uh, San Diego was certainly your favorite. But, I mean, the weather was a bummer. wasn't the only bummer of a weather race that we've had thus far. Uh, was it your favorite race of the first half? Um, one of, yeah, I would say probably first or second, of course, because the second place, but, um, I would have to say Oakland and A1. A1 was probably my favorite track so far. It was a pretty good technical track. Wasn't, jumps weren't too big out there. They had one decent size rhythm, but so far I would have to say Anaheim won. And is the... This freakish weather that we've seen on the West Coast, uh, is it going to impact, continue to impact the area? I mean, I assume you're somewhere out there, and this might impact uh, if it continued to be abnormally wet, some of your training rides. Yeah, for sure. Like, today I was supposed to go out and train, but I think it rained basically all day, and it's been raining since Saturday night, so yeah, we'll have to see for the week what it's like, but... Yeah, I've, I've lived in California after a couple of years besides this, and I don't think I've seen this much rain out here in a long time. So They're getting it. i got to tell you, weather is – listen, if you think it's all global warming, it's it's uh, cyclical by nature. Okay, we've we've got that down. And uh, i got, I got to believe that if we're not prepared for the, uh, the inevitable, which is change, uh, we're selling ourselves and weather short. Uh, 250, that's what we're talking about. The 250 main results included Adam C. and Cirillo in uh, number one spot. But our guest uh, finished in second, Garrett Marchbanks. And Garrett, um, I'm, I'm just trying to uh, do the math in my head. How many rounds will you race this year? Uh, and it, will they all be west? Um, yeah, they'll be all west, and we'll do a total of uh, nine, I believe. Total of nine, okay. And yep. and nine, I get it. You know, I, I don't know this, but every team does it differently. Is there a reason there are no uh, East Coast dates? Oh, they're two different championships. I, I, I understand that, but to, for some guys, they may want to they may want to check out what's out east because at some point, obviously, you probably will be racing some of those uh, those facilities. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. I don't think you're allowed to race the. East Coast, if you're uh, okay, like, other than the East West Challenge, which we've okay. discussed. All right, well, that... yeah, the, only, the only way you could do that is if you hop on a 450 and go out to the East Coast and decide to do that, so. which we have seen riders occasionally do. It's definitely not common in the Supercross series, but it has been done uh, for yep. guys that you know are potentially going to be moving to a 450 the following year. Uh, to answer your question, Scott, and that's where we've seen it. Riders like Mookie back in the day when he was uh, going to be going 450 for the first time, and he's not the only one, you might take advantage of whichever east or west you're not in on a 250, you go get a little trek time on a 450. No, baby. (laughs) All right, that'll do it. Um, 
there is, uh, I don't know if you were paying attention, but there was a game of football played over the weekend. Were you surprised by the finish, or did you even care? Um. Well, I'm a Denver fan, so I, I wasn't really too serious into it, but I, I'm not a huge fan of the Patriots either. So I was really hoping the Rams were going to beat them, but I was kind of depressed for how that went. So <laughs> You know, it's it's interesting. We, we're seeing Supercross vi- uh a viewership going up, 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 arena cross, the kick arena cross participation, and uh, those that are watching it either in attendance or, uh, you know, the video broadcast. Uh, but football, for some reason, down 10, I think it was 10%. That's a significant drop from last year. And, yeah. uh, you know, the, you can't be a casual fan, and, and you did everything you were supposed to do. You had a West Coast team and you had an East Coast team. In this yeah. case, the East Coast team it was a snooze fest as far as I'm concerned. The best part about it, Gladys Knight and her rendition of the uh, national anthem. I thought that was pretty cool. But other than that, there was no big surprises. Yeah. Hmm. What are you doing for training out there, Garrett? I mean, uh, clearly, as you said, the weather's might be standing on your uh, – Standing on your pit pass for a minute, but uh, do you get to go out and ride a bicycle? You do a lot of um, pedal training? Yeah, uh, like you said, the rain is out today and well, for the past couple of days, so we can't really go road biking much, but we have the little stationary bikes inside, so we usually cycle about, I usually cycle about, I don't know, two to three times a week and gym another two to three times a week, so it, it varies on which one I decide to do during the week, so... Yeah, I usually, I think I work out about four, four to five times a, a week. So. That's solid. That's solid. And you base you base out of uh, the West. Uh, that's year round. I have to presume you're. Do, are you doing the uh, outdoor motocross series as well? Yep. Yes, I am. And you you don't change home base for one season or the other. No, but I, I was uh, last year in my rookie season in the outdoors, but. Uh, I think we decided just to stay out here in California for for the first couple uh, rounds. So, well, partner, you're doing an outstanding job. You're a tremendous interview. We love talking with you, and uh, keep up the good work. We'll have you back on again soon. Who do you want to thank as far as sponsors go? Um, I'd like to thank Monster Energy, Kawasaki Pro Circuit, Scott Fox, and Leah, and uh, my agent Mike, or my trainer Ivan, and. I can't buy a B and Coulter, so. Got to get online, uh, get those people, uh, you know, the governing body, if you will, the people that make the decisions. Let's get you on the uh, website, okay? I will do. Thank you. <laughs> All right, man. Good job out of you. Got to take a quick time out. Waiting in the wings is Jacob Hayes. He'll be joining us coming up next on the program. Uh, Scott Casper with you, along with PJ Duran, Jack Dadeon, our producer on the uh on the program today, uh, best of luck as far as uh, rehabbing, and that's uh, going out to Leanne. I know she's not feeling well, so our prayers go with her. And, of course, Tony Wink on location, and uh, I believe he's, where is he, down near Baja? I believe he is two-wheeling Baja. Yes, he go. is. Right. Well, stay tuned. More pit pass around the corner. Jacob Hayes is waiting in the pits. He's next. Stay tuned. This is Brian Deegan, the general of the Metal Militia. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. That's what's up. 
With no speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans, Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's trackaddix.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with Track Addicts Track Days. With the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA closure system race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 Pro advanced ventilation jersey and premium race glove and you have generation next racewear built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike for more information visit flyracing.com it's much more than a piston company wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products including forged pistons precision forged clutch baskets and hubs crankshafts camshafts forged connecting rods and valves at wiseco we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle atv snowmobile personal watercraft outboard marine engine or automobile on the market today after 70 years in the business wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high quality performance products for power sports enthusiasts and professionals wiseco america's motor racing talk show pit pass motor racing weekly comes your way each sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on des moines sports station 1460 kxno 1460 KXNO. The Yamaha YZF-R3 sport bike at Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes is the most exciting and affordable way ever to join the exclusive world of Yamaha R-Series Superbike Performance. It features a potent fuel-injected 321cc liquid-cooled parallel twin engine for great acceleration, a slim, lightweight chassis for sporty, agile handling, a low seat height to get both your feet firmly on the ground for added confidence, plus legendary Yamaha Superbike styling guaranteed to turn heads, all at a super value. No wonder Cycle World calls it a bargain, and Revzilla hails it the new king of the hill when it comes to entry-level lightweight sport bikes. Visit Hicklin Power Sports in Grimes today to see the incredible Yamaha R3. And for more information, visit YamahaMotorsports.com. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. The point is good. Drink Swell Vodka, proudly and carefully distilled and filtered in Iowa. Like Swell Vodka on Facebook. Find Swell at fine stores that sell spirits. This is Jeff Gibson. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. All right, welcome back to the show. It is Pit Pass Moto Racing Weekly. Do me a favor, check out the new website, pitpassmoto.com. Uh, some things still in the works, obviously, but uh, you'll find out where to listen to us across the country and, and around the world. iTunes, Google Podcasts, Overcast, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, and the always and traditional RSS feed. And, of course, you can listen to us uh, live on Tuesday nights as we uh, air and record this program at uh, 
KXNO. I do believe it's KXNO on uh, the iHeart app, or you can check us out on our own app as well at Pit Pass. Look for it at an uh, app store near you. The favorite one, obviously, the one that you do business with. So appreciate the good folks. It's basically the same grit, new dirt. Check it out. We're taking our podcast to new levels, upping our game and giving the machine a whole new look and feel. It's Pit Pass Moto. Com. Scott Casper with you, P.J. Duran, Jack DeLeon producing uh, at the, uh, the the studios here, the mothership, as it were, Jack. Uh, our, our original guest, and I understand, I, I, I'm not a big one that can go to the West Coast and not mess up my time zones, okay? If, if you've ever been to the West Coast like I have been, I get it so screwed up. Am I going forward? Am I falling back? You know, I'll call somebody and, and it's Australia time, you know, or time in India. So uh, let's go to our next guest, Jacob Hayes. Jacob, welcome to the show. How are you guys doing tonight? Good, man. You're in, are you in California right now, or where are you? Yeah, I'm in California right now. I've been out here since late November. What is it, quarter to six there, Cent- or yep. Pacific yep. time? Yep. quarter to six. Okay. Yep. All right. to six. Well, welcome to the show, man. I appreciate you uh, jumping on with us. Uh, PJ, I want you to go ahead and feel free to jump into this thing because we've got a young star that uh, desperately wants some PR here. Absolutely, and you've had a, a good start to your season, Jacob, so congratulations on that. Uh, currently sitting 12th overall in the Supercross West Points. Uh, how did how do you rate your uh, first uh, part of your season as you get a little breather now? I say this humbly. Um, I think that's how I would say I'm humble saying this. Uh, 12th is definitely not where I saw myself sitting after five rounds, but I've had some really great rides. Um, within the first five rounds of the West Coast. Uh, I've had two not-so-great finishes, but I was running, you know, great while um, just had a couple misfortunes, like uh, in Phoenix with two to go, I was six, and it made just a small little mistake and went down and mangled the bike and got a bad finish. And then this weekend or this past weekend in San Diego, I had, um, it was the same situation. I was six with two to go, and I actually got believe it or not i couldn't get the bike out and ended up getting 13th so um my other finishes have been eighth seventh and a fifth so i've had some uh, great rides uh qualifying has been really good for me and just been trying to learn and adjust to uh the different series and different riders and the speed so i uh, just trying to adjust get better each weekend jacob uh no i feel your pain it's not exactly where you wanted to be getting stuck on what I witnessed this weekend for the racetrack. Not surprising. Uh, most of us mere mortals would not have been able to complete a lap on that right. track. Uh, <laughs> that is, I mean, for the viewers at home who don't ride, that's it's no small task to get around in those conditions. For those of you that do ride, again, I think most of us understand f- getting around the track one time is an accomplishment. So for you guys to do an entire race, Hats off, uh, you know, those are the conditions I know that you're well aware define, a, you know, your results in those conditions are unfortunately the points that you look at at the end of the season, and most people say, I wish I could go back. Yeah, it was, um, it was unfortunate. I don't think anyone was looking forward to uh, racing out of how much rain we got in a short amount of time, but uh, at the end of the day, the gate drops no matter what, so uh, you got to go out there and do your job, and I guess I didn't do my job very well. I uh, I didn't get, take her to the checkered flag. I always say the race isn't over until uh, the checkered flag. So um, I guess I didn't do my job to my best of my ability. 
You'll get plenty yeah. more. Ch- you'll get yeah. plenty more chances, Jacob. Don't be too hard on yourself again. Those those conditions were beyond beyond challenging. Um, and you have had, as you noted, uh, some really good results. And you're you're trending upward. It would seem if you take the last race out of the equation. Uh, are you looking forward to a little bit bit of time off, or is it is this going to be a challenging break for you? No, I wish we were going racing again. I, I said as soon as the main event was over, I wish Atlanta was this coming weekend. But, uh, no, it gives me a little bit of time to um, kind of just uh, get some time on some outdoors, uh, work some stuff out with the motorcycle and myself. Um, myself and my trainer, Seth Rarick, we're building just each week. So uh, just kind of use the time as uh, just reflecting on the past five rounds and seeing what we need to improve on and moving forward. I know the... The East-West shootout in Atlanta will be big, so I'm looking forward to that. I want to uh, come out guns a-blazing there. Uh, I've always wanted to race in Atlanta. I think um, my first year watching that, I, I was probably 9 or 10 years old and just was like, wow, you know, one day I want to want to get here and race with the best of the best. So uh, for it to finally come true is, is pretty great. Jacob, you had clearly, uh, for a man uh, in the uh, Arena Cross Series last year, the the last year of the Amsoil Arena Cross Series, you had the dream season. You pulled out the title. Um, congratulations, first of all, if I haven't had a chance to say that. Uh, do you miss – I mean, clearly moving up and forward is every racer's dream and exactly what they want to do, what you are doing. Uh, is there any part of you missing the race in the Arena Cross Series or – Happy to see it in the rear view now. No, I definitely missed my, I mean, that was my family. I mean, Babbitt took me in and made me feel like, you know, one of their own. I was with those guys for four years. I was in arena cross for five. And, you know, for me being an up-and-coming amateur with, um, you know, sight set on going pro and, and going to race supercross and motocross, it just didn't didn't pan out. And I had two years where just it wasn't working. Um, I wasn't really doing anything. My buddies were buying me motorcycles and just trying to hit money races, had $0 in the bank account. Um, buddy believed in me enough to give me a bike right before the 2014 Arena Cross Series started and just went in there and kind of just laid it all on the line. Um, and it just restarted my career. It got me back going. Um, as you all know, 2014 just uh, was a rookie, got on you know a Honda uh, with the tough guys, and they gave me an opportunity and got second my first year and just really worked hard. And um, all my years in Arena Cross, and finally to be able to repay the Babbitt team with a championship uh, was incredible. You know, they, they stuck behind me through it all. Had a lot of uh, bumps and bruises, but uh, we, we completed it with a championship. And to move forward is amazing. You know, I've, uh, I've worked so hard just leading up to right now. Uh, I'm 25. It's, it's crazy to say I did my first Supercross when I was 25, but it was, it was the path that I was destined to take i guess it. so um yeah it's it's been great you know i can't say i would i'd look back on any of it and say wow i, I wish i'd have changed that. i wish i'd change this it's made me who i am today and you know i'm a stronger man from it well you know one of the things uh that i want to bring up you know it's easy enough to look back and see what you've done over the last few years including last year winning the uh 2018 amsoil arena cross championship kind of bittersweet you won the last one of its kind and uh, very special. Of course, you were able to cash the million-dollar prize check and uh, put that right in the bank and, uh, you know, pay off your <laughs> your Netflix account. But um, 
I, I don't even know what you guys win. Uh, and is and is it a total season victory plus bonus, or how does that work out for prize money? Um, the the series pays out a, a championship win bonus, and then obviously you know you have your your team bonus and you know your your Kawasaki bonus and all your other you know um, outside sponsors that come into play. But the the series itself pays a um, a championship winning bonus. I mean they pay all the way, you know, to tenth place because it's top 10 that race for the championship. Um, but obviously first place is um, significantly more. Sure. So uh, it was great. It was great to get that and um, watch the bank account go up. That's a good feeling. <laughs> sure it would be. Jacob, we just got done talking to Garrett Marchbanks. Uh, Marchbanks right before you. Um, he's out west as well, and uh, he was letting us in on the fact that yeah, it is pretty rainy. Are you in a part of California? Are you in SoCal, NorCal? Uh, I mean, are you feeling the effects of all this rain, and is it preventing you from getting your training in? I'm in Southern California, um, and, yeah, it's been, um, I mean, this week, teammate Brandon Hart, as he's you know, getting ready for his first race this weekend in Minneapolis, and he can't even ride Supercross this week because it is so rainy. I mean, we went to um, a pretty gnarly sand track today and rode in the rain. Uh, I can't say I've, I've been out to California before and it rained this much. I mean, everywhere is saturated and it seems kind of East Coasty just because of how much rain we have gotten and how up and down the weather has been. But um, I don't know. I guess if you had asked me before I started the West Coast, if um, out of the five rounds, if I would have thought two of them would have been muddy, I would have said no way. Mud so, bogs. Uh, Not just yeah, muddy, mud bogs. Yeah, it's been wild. You know, the. the some people race better in in wet conditions and, and it's you know even on on uh, hard surface uh you're going to see a variety of guys do for, for a variety of reasons is there a favorite track condition for you and if so what is it for me yeah. it would be um more of an oakland style uh not crazy ruddy um but soft uh breaks down gets technical um you know I, i'm an east coast guy so i do like the softer dirt but uh I'm going to be straight up with you. I don't like the mud. I don't know why. It's just uh, in my five years of arena cross, we saw none of it. So um, I struggled a little bit in San Diego. I'm not going to lie to you guys, but uh, we're working to make that a little bit better. I'm not sure what we're going to do. Try to get better, but I guess go out and ride in the mud and play around, trash a couple bikes. I don't know. We'll see. Um, But, uh, yeah, softer conditions ready. Uh, I like that style. Hmm. Well, up against the clock, we want to make sure you get the time and opportunity to recognize your team and your sponsors. Uh, give it a go. Yeah, I'd like to thank the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. They, uh, Christina Denny, they believed in me and gave me a chance to go out there and improve myself in Supercross. You know, I've uh, had a lot of years where I wanted to kind of get in there, but no one really believed in me and pulled the trigger, and she did. So I'd like to thank her and the whole team and just Moose. Uh, Suomi, Feedy Boots, X-Brand Goggles, my trainer, Seth Rarick, and um, just my girlfriend and everyone. Thanks a lot. How long have you been dating your girlfriend? Uh, going on um, two years now. Wow, okay. What's her What's her first name? Jamie. Jamie? We'll tell uh, Jamie we said hey. Sure, appreciate uh, it. Yeah, tell her, tell her we said hi. Okay, okay. Okay, and uh, happy to do whatever we can to uh, continue to support you and your career, okay? Keep us posted what's going on. 
Thank you so much. All right, buddy. There we go. Uh, Jacob Hayes, uh, originally scheduled for the number one spot, but I thought we were able to assemble the hour rather well. Jack, we've got a very special treat coming up. Um, the replay, if you will, of uh, Gladys Knight singing the national anthem at last night's Super Bowl, largely regarded as the best thing that took place in the entire evening and perhaps even on the entire weekend. Jack, would you agree with that, that estimation? Totally, especially when everybody else said that uh, she couldn't get through it. Well, she got through it. And I got to tell you, there wasn't, uh, this was a classy version. Uh, you know, I'm just trying to think of all the versions we've heard over the years. You know what it reminded me of? What? Uh, Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston, there's a lot that's come out since. I love that addition, but Whitney Houston was uh, lip-syncing that entire thing. Did you know that? No, I did not know that. Would that change your opinion of the Whitney Houston version of the National Anthem? No. Yeah. It does mine. I mean, I could go into a studio, perfect conditions, but let me tell you something. Um, Don't market yourself as being live if you're not. Okay, so we're going to play that version for you uh, coming up next on Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, part of the the uh, family of podcasts for evergreenpodcast.com. Stay tuned. Back after this.
Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes the newest addition is the v-line do all vrm 340 a heavy duty off-road tire that is dot approved most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments it's v-rubber and the tacky tires the choice of sherco off-road racers say when using a tacky it's almost like cheating it's v-rubber Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. Hour number two of the big program as we continue. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, part of the Evergreen Podcast dot com family of programs look for them online a diverse and dynamically curated blend of creative programs the network of course features a myriad of entertaining shows rooted in high creative value and production quality in this show well let me tell you something maybe they're only motorized sport type podcasts but they're looking to continue to grow in the total number of programs they offer and it's all for each and every one of you those that listen and yeah we're listening differently these days you know there are a lot of podcasts i listen to the overnight i find something i'm fascinated with like old time radio or joe rogan's podcast which is fantastic been a fan since the beginning yeah me too dude he's so he's so bright you know he's so bright you think about how far that guy has come it's amazing but rogan's a perfect example of a podcast that is not afraid to deviate from its original intent and its original intent was talk about lifestyle and mixed martial arts dude has talked about some crazy stuff so have we though and that's i think one of the things that uh, evergreen likes about what we do it's not just purity of sport sometimes it's everything about the lifestyle and that's one of the things that i love about our show the lifestyle that we'd like to talk about. Does it include uh, clothing, helmets? It's like fly racing. Were you aware that fly racing right now is dumping a lot of money into research and development of uh, 
uh, new helmet technology that will help us uh, alleviate, or that's the goal anyway, to alleviate um, the, the the suffering of uh, head injuries. And I think absolutely, they have put a lot of effort into it. And I hope to continue to do it. And I hope we start seeing results because, quite frankly, I'm a huge fan of Fly. As a matter of fact, it was five years ago when Fly Racing's light hydrogen line was uh, introduced to the market. It's the first true lightweight racewear to the marketplace, and the original gear to uh, define the minimalist lightweight category. And that's important. You don't want to be wearing something and add another 10, 15 pounds to your body weight. Most racers, professional, uh, you know, professional racers anyway, understand what it means to manage your weight because too much weight, and guess what? That's going to work against you no matter how fast you are. But when you're first to the market, and Fly was with their light hydrogen racewear, you got to stay on the gas. Fly continues to develop and innovate uh, the premium gear with the addition of the new BOA system. What is that? What is the new BOA system? Well, it's a revolutionary waste adjustment system that offers, and get this now, this is important, it's key, fast on the fly micro adjustability with a truly dialed in fit. How does that take place? How does it happen? Well, it's a simple turn of the dial that delivers unparalleled performance, comfort, and convenience. Visit flyracing.com for more details or better yet, check out the local bike shop that has fly. If they don't, ask them why not. Maybe they can carry it. Maybe it's one guy and it could be you that comes in and say, hey, can you guys carry fly? Boom. We're going to carry it. It's the fifth re- request we've had this week. So do me a favor. Check out our friends at fly. Also, you can have your photo put up on the fly wall submit them the information is all on their websites flyracing.com pj duran scott casper with you in studio here we've had a, a, a full first hour by the way jacob hayes jason and garrett marchbanks do up in this hour justin bogle uh would be joining us and uh, russ bob russell bobbitt uh, originally scheduled to go first how how is it we're behind not behind but we're upside down in all of our uh, our guest. Just lucky. It must be Dyslexia Tuesday. <laughs> it's a Dyslexia Tuesday. I knew I was going to suffer from that at some point. Of my and life. guess what? what? I'm dyslexic, so I can say that. And, well, of course you can. You've been here 35 plus years. Congratulations, Jack, on your recent anniversary. Uh, no, 29 and a half. It'll be 30 in July. <laughs> Get the number Just right. Just feels please. longer. Yes, it does. <laughs> you were this close to getting a, you know, your annual check. So I know. Oh man, too bad. I was working for you, brother. All right, uh, let's go to our very first guest. Hour number two, if we can. Justin Bogle joins us. Justin, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Good, man. Thanks for uh, joining us on the program. You missed a lot. Well, let's just get this out of the way. You missed a lot of the 2018 season with injuries. Uh, matter of fact, you went uh, under the knife. You, you surgery to repair nerve damage in your hand. Where are you at with that? And and uh, you know that's pretty scary. That's pretty scary. It's like back surgery, man. The the doc that you you're employing, do not settle for the discount rate, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, 2018 was was a really difficult year for me. Yeah. Uh, pretty much in all aspects of life, it was just a struggle the whole time. But I'm thankful for all of it. It, it led me right here to where I'm at. So um, all that is beautiful. Looking back on it at the time, obviously, it was no fun going through it. But I'm glad I did. But, yeah, with, the, uh, with surgery, I had two surgeries on the arm, actually. I had surgery uh, about a year ago this weekend uh, when I broke my arm pretty badly in mm-hmm. San Diego and then came back for outdoors and was just struggling with the with the nerve issues so I had surgery on that got it fixed 
um, just uh, working all off season trying to figure out how the hell I was going to go racing, basically. And uh, had a deal, fell through, started working on our own thing, and we were going to make it happen no matter how we had to do it. You know, it was getting real difficult, but we were going to figure it out. Had some incredible people around me. That's so important. We were going to figure it out, but then, um, unfortunately for Benny Bloss, he ended up having a pretty serious knee injury right before the season started. Me being friends with Benny and, and us training together at the same at, uh, Rainer, Robbie Rayner's track right. in Oklahoma, kind of talked to him about that, and I ended up getting the fill-in right there. Uh, rode the bike, I think, Monday, and then went racing at home one. So uh, slowly but surely, it's coming around, and I'm having a lot of fun. Man. It's been cool. Yeah, Justin, uh, congratulations on your best of the season finish, fourth place this past weekend. Uh, we've talked to a couple other guys who were there. Uh, how did you favor the mud? Clearly, you got a you got a good result out of it. You're again best so far in this uh, early part of the season, but man, that was a mud bog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Honestly, probably the muddiest race I've been in, uh, Supercross at least. There's been some crazy outdoors, but um, yeah, it was it was wild, man. It was it was crazy. Luckily for me, I got good starts, and I felt pretty fast all night even in practice i felt good so uh i just had a lot of fun man like i said i i don't want to sound like a broken record but we're just having a lot of fun right now and trying to just enjoy the whole entire process that we're in and understanding that it's going to take time and and you know just things working to to get back where i belong but i'm having fun with it man i i think you can take things for granted sure and then God, life, the universe, whatever you believe will remind you why you should. And uh, I think that's what last year kind of was for me, just a massive, massive reality check. And um, I don't, I never really took, took any of this for granted, but I I think it just kind of reminded me that I'm very blessed and this is really cool what I get to do. So, yeah, I had fun in the mud, man, and I ended up with a fourth. I, I was pretty bummed, man. I, I was so close to the podium, but... Uh, beggars can't be shooters, man. I would have, I would have done some crazy stuff to get a fourth a week ago. So it's all good. You know, I'm, I'm going to get up on my soapbox before PJ we throw it back. You know what the attitude, the attitude I'm getting for Bogle right now, right, is the attitude I wish and hope that many of you carry through your life. You're not going to win every day. You're not going to be the best man at every wedding. You're not going to uh, get. You know. The, you're, you're, listen, the point is you are dealt a hand, and it's up to you as to how you play it, whether it's your higher power or God or whatever that is. You're along for the ride. It's not necessarily you in the driver's seat or behind uh, you know, the yoke of your bike. It's, it's, it's easy enough to want to think that we are, but other things will keep us in check. And it doesn't matter if you're racing, watching racing, uh, working, you know, we're the product of our environment in many instances, whether you are suffering from a disease, an infliction, or whatever it is, we all have personal challenges. The difference is those that know how to deal with it are constantly leaning on other people because they're going through the same thing. And I'm talking about challenges, not essentially the same disease or, or the same affliction or whatever, or same broken bones, but everybody has up and down time. So be a little easier on yourself and realize that this life is to be lived, is to be experienced, and just because you see it as a down, a downside to whatever, 
Know that there's always an upside, and it's up to us to find those things. Drag others with us into that world of positivity, and uh, you'll have a better time just living your life. Justin Bogle right now is in the midst of a career that uh, he will take with him for the rest of his life. When he stops racing, he's going to remember the good times, and sure, he's going to remember the bad times too, but doesn't that make the good times that much sweeter? Now I'm off my soapbox. I got to say my, I could go home right now. I really could. But that's that's how I'm living my life these days. You know, you've, you've got to see the positive because the positive is so worthwhile. Mm. Justin Bogle, I guess let's go back to PJ Durant. PJ? I was just going to ask Justin, how you, all right, when do you get to head to get to head to Minneapolis where the weather's oh so chilly right <laughs> now? It's north of us. Yeah, first off, I want to say that was an awesome uh, that whole thing was incredible. Uh, I I feel the exact same way, so I love it. Wow. Anyways. Okay. Um, Thank you. Minneapolis, we head up on Friday, so get to jump right into the you know, six degrees or whatever it's going to be. It's going to be pretty crazy. But luckily, we got a roof on it this weekend, so that's not going to affect us too much. It's a neat stadium, too. I mean, that is uh, – we're going to be up there for what the – I think it's the NCAAs, I think. It's, we're talking about that over the weekend. But, you know, we're very lucky to have them that close, 239 miles or thereabouts uh, from our hometown here. But it is one of the nicest stadiums within a four-hour drive of uh, Central Iowa. I think that's pretty cool. And I'm from Minneapolis, so there's a lot of pride. It took those Norwegians several years to let go of the money, but we finally got it done. <laughs> All right, our guest, Justin Bogle, we go back to PJ. PJ Duran. Justin, uh, what's your what, what race are you really looking forward to? I mean, is there a race that you call a home race uh, at all? Uh, which one really, you know, hits you as a home race? Um, I mean, there's not like one race that I've singled out that I'm really looking forward to. But if I had to say one, it's always Dallas for me. I uh, I don't live. I live like probably three and a half hours from there, and I've spent you know a lot of time in DFW areas. Some of my best friends are, are from that area. So I always look forward to going to that one. Closest thing after the home race. And I love North Texas as well as Oklahoma. So it's always a good time. I can drive down. I don't have to fly. Um, all my family shows up, you know, a ton of people. So uh, that's that's probably the one I look forward to. But, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to enjoy all these, man. I think that one just because all my family and friends are around that's cool. Which is right. That one's right around the corner, too. You get to come up and freeze in Minneapolis, then head right down to Arlington. <laughs> to thaw, <Yeah>. thaw out. <laughs> you know, there's there's a part of Texas so I do have a problem with. It's uh, Wichita Falls. Okay. There are no falls in Wichita Falls. <laughs> what? Who Who in their right mind ever said, well, okay, if you say so, that's what we're going to call her, Wichita <laughs> Falls. But they <laughs> they were going for the most, uh, most awkwardly uh, incorrectly named. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding, but uh, Wichita Falls has got a lot of good folks down that neck of the woods. But uh, Justin Bogle, our guest. Justin, talk to us about gear. Talk to us about equipment. Um, what are you enjoying most? And have there been some what we call surgical uh, changes, mechanical changes that you've had to make to make that uh, equipment more your own for the year? Honestly, I haven't made too many changes with anything since joining this team. The Rocky Mountain ATV and CKTM team is that whole thing has been such a blessing for me, getting to be involved with that and, and just everyone's attitude and vibe of the team is is just very positive and uh, they kind of let me 
at least up to this point, they're letting me, you know, be myself and, and do my thing because I don't, I've been doing this long enough. I don't really need someone to, you know, be micromanaging me constantly. Right. Um, I'm going to do as good as I can always. So that's been really, really cool. But as far as equipment goes, the KTM is such an incredible motorcycle. And I know everyone says things like that when they're on it, but I can tell you I've been quite a few places in the last few years and ridden a few different motorcycles, and this is by far my favorite. And I haven't changed hardly anything with setting wow. I got on it. And that's a beautiful thing, too, just being comfortable, you know? Yeah. And I heard you guys talking about fly. Mm-hmm. I'm in fly gear this year, and that has been yes. awesome. That stuff fits <laughs> incredible. The new helmet is awesome. Looks cool. All that stuff, man. Scott Goggles, Alpine Star Boots. I'm long-time Alpine Star guy. I've been there since I was a kid. So I got a really, really cool setup right now, and I'm, I'm very thankful for that. There are guys, if you talk to the historical greats, that had those seasons where they were hoping and praying that it would hang on for one more lap, whatever the, you know, whether it was gear, togs, clothing, whatever. You know, as long as it held on, that's what they're praying for. Now it's more about, well, how much better can it be made, really? Uh, but we've got to do a, a continue to do a good job, and I think Fly is leading the way in many regards uh, in terms of uh, you know head protection, helmet protection, uh, and uh, I think that's pretty cool. It's neat that you would bring up Fly. Uh, There's so many people that take your pictures. Does that ever bother you that there's so many pictures out there? Every once in a while you see a new one, and you don't remember it uh, or even being in that position. Does that ever kind of hit you between the eyes? Uh, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not scared of the camera. That's for sure. Anybody that knows me knows that I'm, I, uh, sometimes ham it up a little too much. So <laughs> I'm not, I'm not shy with the camera for sure. And my, uh, one of my best friends travels everywhere with me, lives with me. He does all my photos and videos and, and everything like that, that I need for a lot of stuff that I need for sponsors and then just for my own personal stuff and social media stuff. So. I'm constantly, you know, there's cameras on all day long. Sure. It doesn't, it doesn't bug me too much. You know, I, I think I'd probably stop and take a peek at some. Well, that one made me look fat. Wait a minute. I am fat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a problem for one Justin Bogle, who's currently racing in the, in the uh, AMA uh, Supercross Series. Uh, it, it keeps you thin. If nothing else, this series <laughs> will keep you thin. Um so you're, you you feel like you're recovered, uh, Justin? I mean, do you do you have any concerns about the outdoor season? Uh, I've certainly talked to racers who say outdoors is a little tougher on their body. They thought. Um, do you have any concerns about it? No, I'm actually looking forward to it quite a bit. I think coming in this off season for Supercross, I didn't really get to ride very much. Um, even when I did, it was pretty hit or miss. I was bouncing around between. North Carolina and Oklahoma and Texas and California. And I had one bike I was riding that was stopped and had to order parts, wait on parts to come in, things like that. So there was a lot of hiccups in the in the program that we were trying to get going. And then got the call and I rode, you know, the KTM the week of Anaheim. And then it's been, you know, a day or two a week since then. So I wasn't exactly prepared or as fit as I would like to be. For sure, but um, I know that by the time outdoors gets here, I should be in better shape just with racing and being able to train more and, and things like that. So I'm really looking forward to outdoors, especially on this motorcycle that I have now. Right. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. And a lot of people, you know, there's there are 
are some people that don't like outdoors, but I love it personally. I know Tony does. Tony's a huge uh, outdoor fan. And I I don't know that it's even not like it. I've just heard more than a few guys say it's uh, the jumps are, you know, you're doing more stuff outdoors. You've got maybe some different stresses than indoors. Maybe they specialize in indoors. Yeah, I think Supercross is honestly a lot sketchier and a lot more dangerous, I think, just as far as there's a lot of guys and there's a lot of jumps, you know. So mm-hmm. the margin for error is extremely small. Where outdoors, there's a lot more room to make a mistake and not go down really hard and hurt yourself. So I do like that aspect of it. And I also, if you win an outdoor, you it, it takes, you have to be, it's man stuff outdoors, you know. Like it's so, it's hot, it's rough. Sweaty. 35 minutes, you know. <laughs> it's a long race, yeah. I mean, it's a long race in the sun or the rain, whichever it may be. Yeah, so no matter what, it's just tough outdoors. Supercross, it's tough in its own way, more mentally, and I think, you know, cardio-wise, but outdoors, it's just brutal. Well, you know what? They say we rise to the occasion no matter the opportunity. It's up to us to make it what it is. And uh, Justin Bogle's been our guest. Justin, uh, uh, coming up on the clock here, it's just your opportunity to recognize your sponsors uh, and members of the race team you'd like to say hey to. Who are they? Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, I have to be, you know, I have to give it up to the whole Rocky Mountain ATV and CKTM team. I'm extremely thankful and blessed for that situation. Um, and all the guys over there, um, my mechanic, Derek, working really hard, um, Michael Byrne, Forrest Butler, JR, everybody, Austin, all the mechanics over there uh, have been huge, huge for me. And, uh, you know, Fly, obviously, sure. Scott, Alpine Star. Bubba Burger is one of our sponsors. Um, there's there's quite a few. I'm not super well versed on it at the moment quite yet. I'm pretty new, but that's cool. Um, there's a there's a big list of people that are extremely important to making this thing go around. And and for me, knowing what all goes into it more now, after trying to put my own program together, that's something that I'll never take for granted again. So <laughs> I'm very thankful for all of these people. Yeah. And also just a Big shout out to my crew as well, the people right around me, Jimmy Button, Brad Race, my trainer Corey, Robbie Rayner, Robbie and Ashley out there, uh, my family. It's just been those people really banded together and helped lift me back up. That's cool. The last year I had. So I love it. It's been really cool. Justin and I, and I can tell you I I understand we've had John many times over the years but the, the one thing that I take away every single time we have you on you're not taking things for granted you're not assuming uh, you're part of the equation you're not just hanging out on the outside reaping the benefits of the work of everybody else you're part of it and uh, of course we're going to you know a guy like you we're going to have your back every step of the way so keep racing my friend uh, keep posting the uh, positive results and we'll be there for you okay Awesome. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. There we go. Justin Bogle heads to the pits. He's raced in all eight rounds of the series so far with uh, two top ten finishes and best finish of fourth at San Diego, February 2nd, currently 13th overall. We look to see him improve on that, and uh, we surely hope he does. You're listening to Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, brought to you in part by our very good friends at Racetech, the science of suspension for nearly 30 years. Now, Racetech has been producing the highest quality suspension components and tools available, including gold valves for most types of motorcycles and ATVs, visit their website at racetech.com.
This is Chris Heath McNeil. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio, in it to win it. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions and it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the tacky tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. No speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans. Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's trackaddix.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with track addicts track days it's a fact the best you've ridden is the best you know until you've ridden race tech suspension you haven't experienced the best suspension possible race tech is the science of suspension for atv and utvs motocross freestyle and stunning off-road supermoto road race sport bikes cruisers touring and vintage bikes as well as adventure riding with gold valve kits to upgrade your stock forks and shocks and our g3s custom series shocks you too can have the Racetech suspension advantage, and it's all made in the USA. For more information about Racetech products and applications, visit our website at Racetech.com. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hicklin Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest to ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders who like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the high performance enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Don't Wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. For 66 years, the DeLeon family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The DeLeons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans. He'll make your dreams a reality. Call the DeLeons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack DeLeon Construction. 
serving Iowa since 1946. Hi, this is Doug Henry, adaptive snowcross, winter X Games gold medalist, and you're listening to Pat. All right, so, you know, I have a lot of heroes in motorcycle racing, right? Doug Henry's right up there. One of those cats that uh, led the way for so many, but even in his adaptive uh, version. Crazy fast. Crazy cat and crazy fast. You're absolutely right. Welcome back to Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Scott Casper, PJ Duran. This portion of our program brought to be our, by our good friends at Wiseco Performance. Wiseco Performance Products, a full line of forged pistons, precision forged clutch baskets, clutch hubs, crankshafts, forged connecting rods, valves, and a lot more. Just about anything uh, you need, they've got. Uh, check out our friends at wiseco.com or visit them at a dealer near you. Next up, uh, our f- let's see, this is our second guest of our number two. Yeah, here we go. Uh, five-time National Enduro champ, uh, been competing on the National Enduro Series circuit since 2005. He joins us now. Does Russell Bobbitt. Russ Bob, how are you, bud? Thanks for having me back. Where are we talking to you tonight? Where are you on this program? Do we have a a, a, a a sad cell signal, Jack? Uh, Russ, Bob, are you anywhere near a landline we might be able to dial you up on? Uh, I don't have a landline. Let me try one other spot real quick. Okay. You're you're, you're fading too better, actually, Russell. <laughs> and as long as you're traveling, I'll say congratulations on the coming from nowhere right. to your retirement. And, oops, I'm going to go ahead and stomp on it again win that you just pulled off at the Sumter National, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, I I, would, I don't even really call myself retired. I stay pretty busy, but yeah, I mean, you know, off the factory efforts anymore and doing a lot of other things besides just racing, so um, yeah, this past weekend was, was wild. I wasn't expecting anything like that, and um, it was really cool to have that happen. <laughs> Well, you still got it. That's what it is. You know, I challenged my wife who said she was going to retire, retire, retire from Des Moines Public Schools. And I said, you're not retiring. First of all, we can't afford you to retire. Secondly, it's not really retiring. You're just leaving one thing to go do another. And she wanted to say retirement. So that maybe felt good for her. Sometimes it can have a negative connotation, though. Uh, in other words, you've had enough. You want to move on to something different. Perhaps it was just that breath of fresh air that you needed so much. You look like, uh, you know, a guy that's kind of possessed. I got to tell you, Russ, Bob, how do you feel about that? I mean, uh, really, it, it wasn't really in my like intentions. I to, I'm not planning on chasing the whole series this year. You know, I had already decided that I just wanted to pick and choose which kind of events I wanted to race and, um, kind of had a plan to do more of our gnarly roots, kind of adventure rides and, uh, racing some bicycle enduros. So I've been still training, uh, a lot and actually just been riding a lot of bicycles. And I mean, really probably only rode my dirt bike, probably, I don't know, a total of 10 hours this year. Whereas before when I was on, you know, doing full-time racing, I for sure would have probably pumped out, you know, 40, 50 hours. So. Um, a lot less moto specific stuff, but still feel good. And then, you know, coming back onto the 302 stroke, I just picked up my old ways. Like I rode completely different from how I've been riding on the four strokes the last couple of years. And it was just like a dance that I knew how to do. That's cool. And are you, 
I mean, how are the gnarly roots? Uh, that, that's your other endeavor, and how has that been going? I, I've heard great stuff about it. Man, it's been awesome. We've been having such a good time just picking out killer place to go ride and take people riding with new bikes and set up really nice. And, you know, Cole Kirkpatrick, my, my partner, we've just been, you know, figuring out ways to make it better. Uh, you know, this year we've got some new great locations in the works, and we've got Texas, uh, private ranch there, and then uh, two tours going on back-to-back weekends in Moab, Utah. So, that's pretty exciting. That place is so fun to ride. And, um, no, it's been awesome. You know, it's just exactly what you want to do. Go ride dirt bikes, but without really having to worry about where to turn. And, you know, it's tough almost to find the right kind of directions or places to ride in the country. I feel like that's one thing, um, you know, it's tough to figure out when you don't know a certain local spot. So we take care of that. Absolutely. And that's uh, exactly what our co-host, who you've uh, talked to many a time, Tony Winks, uh, down doing in Baja right now. Uh, who's your clientele for that sort of thing, Russell? I mean, are you taking really only seasoned veteran riders or are you taking uh, more middle of the road, uh, maybe even new to the world of dirt bike riders along? No, I mean, for sure you can't be, like, off the couch and want to come ride our events. You know, people that, you know, are relatively new to riding, we tell them to, you know, go ride a couple more years before, you know, coming back for one of these adventures. But we're not out there, like, trying to kill people or anything like that. It's just about having a great time riding great trails and single track. And I'm sure we'll test you at some point. But, you know, so far we've had a lot of, you know, you know B riders, some older riders, uh, We've had some A riders, a good mix, and we try to kind of vet everyone to make sure that they are capable and know, you know, what their limits and expectations are before we get involved. But um, and it's really for, you know, the mass riding public. You know, we want it to be something that everyone can do. Um, and then, you know, we have the, you know, the knowledge and the trail kind of wit to be able to make it tougher or you know harder for the people that do want a little bit more spicy you know spiciness on it <laughs> what that's that's we're cool. talking frank's hot sauce or we're talking- <laughs> <laughs> well it's it's good to know that you can accommodate a lot of people uh because these are the kind of things i want to grow into doing you you've uh, been on my list of guys i want to talk to there's we've got a couple guys we talk to who do this sort of thing professional off-road riders who are making life wonderful for other guys who just want to write a check and go ride someplace cool. That's right. I mean, it's pretty cool. We got some awesome partners on board this year. Like Fly's giving out a free set of gear of their choice to every participant that we have. And then, you know, we're set up on new Michelin tires at every race or not every race, every tour. And, um, you know, it's just, we set the suspension up for every rider's weight. You know, we go a little bit extra to make sure it's the best experience possible. That's the key. That's how you get return business as well, right? I think so. I mean, everyone that we had last year had an absolute ball, and, you know, that's what we want. We want everyone to be like, man, that was great. What's (laughs) our next location next year, you know? 
Well, if it's well planned, then you get great equipment plus uh, guys that you know know why they're there. In other words, you're Russ Bob. You don't necessarily need to be the star, of the, you know, of the ride. The idea is to teach others to have that type of fun, that type of experience, right? For sure. And uh, you know, we're also you know Cole and I are both USMCA certified. You know, uh, kind of that new uh, motorcycle kind of school of teachers, anyway. Right. And so we're more than happy to kind of give any helpful hints or anything like that or riding tips and you know i'm sure i'm sure happy to help out any way i can what would um and let's go off topic okay let's get you know let's talk to the real Buff. what is it you do for fun that may and it doesn't even need to be fun what is it you do that some people may be surprised to learn about you last time i asked this question you know the, the dude said well i play concert piano what? It's not something that you would normally think of, but is there something that might surprise our listeners out there that you do that uh, uh, may be off the wall a little bit? Um, probably not. I think I'm, people can peg me pretty good. I love to ride <laughs> uh, bicycles in the woods. <laughs> you know, I like getting lost on weekends and just uh, exploring. There it is. Kind of, I just, I love checking out new places, you know, and traveling and experiencing life. Yeah, I mean, just seeing what's out there, seeing how everyone else does it, seeing, you know, the the difference and you know, locations and weather just all over the world. You know, being able to travel a little bit with the adventure stuff and seeing the new locations cool. and always learning new trails. I mean, I love that. Russell, you said you uh Back to your racing portion, you said you weren't going to contest the entire series, but I got to think there's going to be at least one or two voices that go, hey, man, you just won it. Uh, we'd like to maybe see you out there. Are you going to stick to that, or is, is pressure already coming your way to maybe put your hat in the ring a few more times? <laughs> it was pretty funny. People were like, oh, for sure, you do the next one now. Like, you want, you're, you're going down to the alligator for the next one, and I'm just like, no, I mean, I'm, I'm good. I, I really had an awesome <laughs> time there. And I do want to do a couple more national enduros throughout the year, but, you know, I want to pick and choose which ones that I think I'll have the best time at and the ones that I really enjoy, like probably Cherokee, one of my hometown races. And, you know, just uh, pick and choose like I kind of had in the plan. Well, I got to tell you, we are up against the clock time-wise. And by the way, Tony uh, Wink, something you might be surprised to know about Tony. He is a struggling magician. What he has perfected, though, is the ability to disappear for two to three weeks at a time. Oh, so. he, can, he can make a, most any good sandwich <laughs> or taco, as long as he's in Baja, disappear as well. Yes. All right, Russ Bob, sponsors, uh, uh, folks you want to recognize, you get 30. Go for it. Oh, 30. Oh, man. I just want to thank KTM for being a big supporter of us and Sorry, come on board this year and solid performance at our suspension. I had the new cone valve and track shock and actually didn't touch the clicker, so that was really cool this weekend. Um, but, uh, I mean, we got a lot of guys, you know, fly racing, X-Brand goggles, city boots, and just um, I appreciate everyone that's really thrown in the hand. Uh, just making our programs now. You know, we have a lot of great partners on board with premium products that's what we do after the xc gear bar mounts and tag handlebars rockets c-constant 
pharmacy, you know, motorized lubricants. It's everything we try to have on board is the best that we can think of. And um, we want to continue to go that way. Way to do it. Russ Bob, always good to talk to you, brother. Thank you so much for spending time with us. No, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Commercial break coming up uh, this portion of our program brought to you by our good friends at Hicklin Power Sports. By the way, what does Hicklin carry? What don't they carry? Yamaha, Sea-Doo, Can-Am, Beta, KTM, Polaris. Did I say Yamaha? I hope I did. Um, you did. It's all under one roof now, and the roof continues to expand. Grimes, Iowa, that's the home base, but you can also find them online at HicklinPowerSports.com. Stay tuned. We'll continue with hour number two on the other side. This is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. This is Ken Rockton. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. With the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA closure system race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 ProFit Advanced Ventilation Jersey and Premium Race Glove, and you have Generation Next Racewear, built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike. For more information, visit flyracing.com. It's much more than a piston company. Wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products, including forged pistons, precision forged clutch baskets and hubs, crankshafts, camshafts, forged connecting rods and valves. At Wiseco, we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, personal watercraft, outboard marine engine, or automobile on the market today. After 70 years in the business, Wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high-quality performance products for power sports enthusiasts and professionals. Wiseco. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. 1460 KXNO. If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hicklin Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest-to-ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders who like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the high performance enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Time out. Drink Swell Vodka, proudly and carefully distilled and filtered in Iowa. Find Swell Vodka in fine stores, restaurants, and bars near you. Like Swell on Facebook. This is number 40, Jason DeSalvo, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. I want to thank Wiseco Performance Products, carries a full line of forged pistons, precision clutch, 
baskets, clutch hubs, prank shafts, forged connecting rods, valves, and more for just about any motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, personal watercraft, outboard marine, and automobile on the planet. For one name, one solution, visit Wiseco.com. Just wrapped up a call with Benny Bloss, 450 Pro Motocross Racer. Had a good time with him. Now we're going to go to Sean Bice, who is a, a uh, he's the press dude for Moto America. And uh, formerly with uh, Yamaha, of course, we had him on many times, spoke to him many times when he was with Yamaha. And now he's he's the press guy for Moto America, and he joins us now. Sean, welcome back to the show. How are you? Hey, guys. Great to be back on. Love, I love your show so much. We, we don't as much. but uh, <laughs> And we don't hear that very often, so it's uh, yeah. really nice to hear that. It's really surprising, yeah. actually. Uh, <laughs> what's going on with you? <laughs> Well, first of all, it is kind of weird that I don't really have a title with Moto America still, but, um, you know, I, I'm kind of still doing what I started doing last March, which is writing content for the website and kind of doing uh, a lot of work at the track, press conference work, working with Paul Carruthers, the communications manager and stuff. So um, it's been great. I, I absolutely love it. It's, it's really fantastic, and it's just what I thought it would be in terms of kind of you know, spreading my uh, my feelings or my, my love of the sport beyond just one brand, and, and I've enjoyed that a lot. I just wrote a story on Roger Hayden and the fact that, you know, you think a guy from that part of the country and in that family doesn't have time to do anything else besides ride motorcycles. It seems like he's always on two wheels and a pedal bike if he's not on one with a motor, but he's actually quite an outdoorsman, and I, I wrote a story about his hunting and fishing aspect uh, escapades and that was kind of fun to do too so yeah having a good time did you do any hunting and fishing to to uh you know like research story back the story up, i would not go out in the woods with roger hayden and a shotgun <laughs> if you paid me what? Guy, oh man he's intense and if he doesn't like you he's absolutely the guy i assume would just end it all and have a good story to cover with well you know it's his pinky that's missing it's not his trigger finger so <laughs> Yeah, no oh, kidding. Oh, man. <laughs> um, hey, you guys, I got another one for you. You've been talking about Travis Pastrana, and, uh, man, that was great. I love that kid. He's, he's an awesome guy, great for the sport, and I really think it did help elevate things a lot. I even talked to my mom and dad today, who are both 80 years old, and I said, I just happened to say, were you watching? They're like, oh, yeah, we watched the whole thing, and they're not even vaguely interested in motorcycles, and they enjoyed it. So, But here's my thing. If he hadn't have made it, he would have had to change his name to Travis Pastrami. So. <laughs> oh, good one. I like yeah. it. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, it's Pastrami. really bad. No, it's That's kind the, of what I do. Yeah. Uh, how's everything at Moto America? It's great. I mean, it's getting better all the time. The, you know, every round we have, um, I work on uh, going through the entry list and kind of making sure Names are spelled right, hometowns and stuff like that. And I mean, every all the all the classes are really getting bigger all the time. It's funny, the stock 1000 class for Utah, our next round coming up, has six BMWs in it, and it started out this year with only one, which was Travis Wyman, who's leading the series. And uh, so he's got five other, you know, comparable bikes to go up against, as well as everybody else. So those support classes are doing great. You know, the Twins Cup class is great. Because, you know, you get a lot of club riders who are on SB650s and those those MT 7s and even Kawasaki Twins. And, you know, it's a fun class for them, too. But, but you know, it's it's going excellent. Um, one of the things, 
excuse me, that I wanted to talk to you guys about is um, last time I was on, I, I think I told you about a story I wrote where I was pointing out the fact that we have riders from almost every continent in the world that are racing in our series, and except for except for Antarctica, because you know penguins they can't get their knee down; their legs are too short. But uh, um, anyway, uh, we just recently. It's like Scott's here, even when he's not here. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of com- Yeah. We're like kindred spirits. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> and you're admitting um, that. Yeah. I'm not sure what's going on. Yeah. yeah I'm a evil twin. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, so BN Sports recently removed the geo blocks from YouTube. And we were getting a lot of fans from other countries that were saying, hey, we'd love to see your series. I mean, fans of Tony Elliott in Spain. And, you know, I still work with Westby Racing, so Matthew Skoltz is a writer I work closely with. Valentin DeBees. Yeah, DeBees. You know, Richie Escalante from Mexico. Or our favorite Canadian, Bovier. (laughs) Well, well, I I will say that that Braden Ort is, in fact, Canadian. He's from Calgary, Alberta, but Bovier's from Roseville, not quite Canada, although it's uh, Northern California. It's the French Canadian uh, spelling of his name that always makes me say that. Yeah, I don't know if he likes poutine or not. I'm not sure. <laughs> it's hard uh, not to. Do you guys even know what that? You guys even know what that is? Oh, absolutely. It's French yeah. fries. I got, gravy. I got yeah. married the first time in uh, Northern Ontario, so I've had a fair bit of poutine. There's a is that, uh, that stuff's the best. We have a local pub on my way home, actually, that sells poutine. And when I first saw it on the menu, I'm like, what is this? Because I thought it was something else. And uh, But it's it's just like super unhealthy. Yeah. You take fr- you take So you take potatoes, you deep fry them in fat, and then you load them with a bunch of other stuff that's terrible for you. And you got, voila, the you got The only way poutine. to make it better would be put a chili dog on top. Oh, and they do that, actually. <laughs> Call it a done. That would be this. so good. Yeah, it's like, fr- it's like fries. Gravy and cheese curd. I mean, yeah. all all the important food groups are covered there. But so. it's so tasty. Well, you got beer the, on top of that, and the flavor and is beer. just amazing. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's so good. But yeah, so now now fans overseas can go on YouTube and watch our races a week after you know they're they're shown live in this country. So you know it's going to help us a lot because even though it is called Moto America, I mean we do have a huge international flavor to uh, to our sport. Um, in our, our series, I should say. So, That's great. How um, many? Uh, yeah. How many, Sean? How many viewers have you got right away, or extra subscribers? Have you guys tracked that at all, or? You know, so, I'm sure somebody probably is. They try to keep me away from the numbers because, uh, man, I cannot add add up two numbers to save my life. So it's just bad. I'm saying you're same a way. content guy, not an accountant. Right. You're a content guy, <laughs> yeah. not the accountant. Exactly. Are you getting exactly. to go to – Sean, I know I asked you the last time, and, and you said you, you hadn't yet attended every single one of the races. Are you getting to go to more of them now, or are there certain geographies, uh, certain areas of the country that you're going to be able to hit more? No, I mean, I've, I uh, I go to all the rounds um, just like I did with Yamaha, but now, you know, ever since I started in March, it's before the season started. Yeah, I've been going to all the rounds, and one of the things I do when we're at the track um, is I also kind of I do a little bit of uh, idea mining, so to speak, through the paddock, talking to the guys and try to get drum up some story ideas. But I also help Paul a lot with the press conferences. You know, we do Facebook Live, and everybody gets to see our 
press conferences, so he's usually the MC of it, and I'm in the back, you know, running the phone, making sure that people see it. So it's on. So yeah, I'm at all the rounds. It's great. Um, I, it's a fantastic series, I, and I'm looking forward to Utah next week too. Does the travel um, get to be a grind for you ever, Sean? Um, you know, we have enough of a space. I think between most of our rounds, it's very rare that we um, we have. You know, one after another. I mean, I, I talked to Andrea Wilson quite a bit, you know, photographer who actually is doing work for Stenson Racing and Colby Carlisle and Jake Johnson this year. And they that flat track schedule is almost NASCAR-like. And I, I have to say, that would be pretty tough to deal with. But ours is, you know, spread out enough where it's not so bad. I'm okay with it. In fact, I enjoy it a lot. So, Not much of a home life then, huh? That's what you're saying. Well, you know, my I'm old enough. My son is actually 23, so he's out of the house now. And you know, my wife uh, my wife's home for the summer, being a school teacher. But uh, does she like you? She likes me? Uh, yeah, we're doing okay. I think. Good, so, good. Yeah, I mean, uh, mine doesn't. So I didn't know if it was if it's normal or. And for some reason, my soon-to-be wife is a school teacher, also. That doesn't like you. Uh, but uh, she is a special education consultant. So, which it's, probably it's, which are the best, which yeah, would explain wh- her patience for you. Yeah, which explains how she can deal with me and and how I am because it's a mess. <laughs> Here is a mess, Sean. How yeah. about that that uh, Jigalov kid, Jig- Jigalov kid? Man, I am glad you asked me about him because I just literally talked to him at seven o'clock Eastern tonight um, and uh, spent about a half an hour. And I mean, I am just so impressed with that kid. He's fourteen. But he sounds like he's twenty four. I know. We've had him on we've had him on twice. The kid is like ten times the professional that most professional motocrossers will pick a di- pick a discipline. When we have him on, he is absolutely on the gas. He's like drinking coffee uh, when he's he, on the and, radio. And he's so well versed. Just Yeah, he was fantastic. I mean we did a Q and A and it was great, you know, to talk to him about you know, he literally had to obviously wait till he turned fourteen, which I think was on the twenty eighth of June, so He'll be at uh, Utah for his first round in Junior Cup, and you know the moment he turned almost the moment he turned old enough to race in our series, um, he'll be doing it, which is essentially what you know Garrett Gerloff did back back when he uh, and Jake know, Lewis and Jake there's Lewis, a, there's yep. a number of guys who were hanging. I met Jake Lewis on his 14th birthday at a sport bike track time event because by the same for the same reasons for liability reasons. Sorry, you can't be on the track uh, at anything other than a Wera race. Uh, and and right. he the kid absolutely, Damian Spanks of both of those guys like he is on the gas right now. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see him. And we kind of talked about what he was doing in CIV, you know, that bike versus the R three that he's going to be riding, which is essentially the R three that he's been racing in in Weiris. So um, and dominating about- with just dominating, he won five races at Barber. The kid's on fire. Yeah, he's a, he's an amazing kid. I mean, it's an incredible. Fourteen. We kind of talked about Jake Lewis a little bit too, because you know Jake is is so tall now, and I was kind of curious. Damien says he's about. I think he said maybe five five, but he thinks he's going to be about five ten, which he, he's hoping. You know, that's about when he stops growing. But uh, you know, we were discussing the fact that some of these young kids coming up, they just keep growing and growing, and they, keep, they can't fit these bikes. Sometimes, you know, it's amazing with them, but. Uh, it's good stuff. Hey, one of the things I wanted to talk to you guys about real quick is, you know, we had a great, great uh, weekend at Laguna Seca with the World Superbikes, and our lap times were very, very comparable to what they were doing. You know, of course, they were on Pirelli's, and uh, we were on Dunlops, but it was kind of cool with Josh Heron racing on both sets of tires, and it was, you know, on essentially the same bike. 
it was kind of cool to see that comparison, and, and uh, we compared pretty favorably to them. So that was nice to see. Absolutely. It was uh... – it was impressive qualifying. Uh, they, they seem to have a little better times. I watched exactly what you were watching in qualifying. It seemed like the World Superbikes ha- had a little bit of an edge. I think they maybe have a little bit of performance advantage, if not the tires. But in the race, in the race, uh, the lap times were very similar. I, it would seem you know one one or the other could have raced with the the other. Yeah, it was nice to see, and it was it was cool. You know, of course. One of the things Josh Heron said is he, you know, comparing the two, he actually preferred the Dunlops, but that would make sense. I mean, he hasn't had much time on Pirelli, so it's it's kind of unfair uh, comparison there since he knows Dunlop so well. But it was it was cool to be able to see that, you know, and, and see how that went. So, and th- this year we're we're actually breaking. I say we. I mean, the riders are actually breaking track records now that, that they haven't been broken for a while. So, you know, that new larger rear tire in Superbike is, is really um, good for a lot of the riders. They're doing real well with it. And it uh, a number of the track records that have fallen now that you've brought it up belong to one Mr. Ben Spees back in the year of like eight. Uh, so to see some of those records still standing is just adds even more uh, validity to how incredible uh, that racer was when he was around. Because I just can't believe when, when you see a 10-year-old lap record, you're like, God, they every year the bikes get better. The tires, Isn't generally speaking, get better. And Ben Spees is still holding some records. Yep, it is incredible that it could be that way after 10 years. So, yeah, um, not really sure. I don't really understand a lot about why that is. but um, Conditions, I think. Up. I think conditions play into it somewhat, uh, you know. Yeah. You know, it's riders would say the same, but it might have also been who he was racing against. <laughs> the guy had to yeah. – he had to go. Ben Spees that is such it, a bad dude, though. I mean, you can't – no, that's what we're saying. I mean, some of his lap records that are are, are falling this year, Tony, they've been around since 08. I, I get it's that. It's insane. That's, I'm just saying, like, maybe it's because he was that good yeah. that, uh, you know, I mean, it's, I, I wouldn't want to discount anything with Ben Spears. No, it's, it, it adds validity is what I'm saying. He was kind of grouchy when he left. But <laughs> other than that, it was... <laughs> well, he was learning from the master of grouch, quite literally. He was in the garage with him for a lot of years there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's crazy. Um but, uh, yeah, and I don't know if the fuel fuel was a little bit different back then, too. Some of the concoctions that they had back then, man, that stuff, you could smell it. In the oh, back. and the motors. There's there's the what we haven't said. The motors were legit, insane, fire-breathing animals. I would think that on raw horsepower, we're there now, but... Yeah, they had custom everything. They were... Exactly. They were very unleashed animals. Absolutely, yeah, for sure, but... But anyway, it's cool to see it, and I mean, it's nice, you know, our our rules are pretty closely aligned now with World Superbike, and it was kind of nice to see that, you know, we're kind of getting there, close to being pretty much on par with them, and, um, you know, one of the things that's kind of funny, Josh Hayes used to talk about the fact that, you know, if you rode on Dunlop tires across a track that had Pirelli rubber on it, it would be a little tricky. Now, I've never heard any other rider talk about uh, another brand's rubber on the track and how it's not compatible with 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 the brand you're on. Have you guys ever heard anything like that before? No. That's all the time we have tonight for Pit Pass Bono Racing Weekly. We want to thank all of our guests, Jacob Hayes, Jace Owens, Garrett Marchbanks, Russell Bobbitt, Justin Bogle, and Sean Bryce. 
For Scott Casper, Ed Camp, Tony Wink, Roman Avila, P.J. Duran, and our contributors Chris Bishop and Tommy Boy Halverson, and for my wife Leanne, I'm Jack DeLeon. We'll see you next week right here on Pit Pass Radio. May I have your attention, please? Excuse me. Are you listening to me? Thank you. The preceding was an exclusive presentation of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, a division of Pit Pass Radio LC. Any use of this copyrighted material without the express written consent of Pit Pass Radio LC is strictly prohibited. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.